In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is in our midst. The Lord said, as you wish that men would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. I wanted to make sure that you heard that clearly. I'm not sure that you heard, uh, as our sound system isn't exactly working correctly, although it's better this, these weeks. Our Lord said these words, as he said many words that are recorded in Scripture. Throughout the New Testament, of course, we hear, we read, and we understand, hopefully, the words of our Lord. And his words have lasted, as he said that they would, even if heaven and earth fall away, his words, or he being the word, the logos of God, will remain forever. And yet, there were no writings, no dogmatic decisions as we have from the church 2,000 years later that our Lord left us. He lived and he died and he spoke the word. He didn't write anything down that we have today. There's no pronouncement from a council that the Lord convened that we have. He displayed and he lived what he taught through his words and through his deeds. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. We know this. We've heard this. This is the, the new law. Not to replace the law, but to put within our hearts the fullness of the law. You see, the Lord raised the bar, as we say. He raised the standard of how we, as followers of Christ, are to be, are to live, are to act, are to pray, are to love. Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisee, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven, our Lord says. It's a simple message today. It's a very short gospel and a very simple message. But once again, it's one that all of us struggle with to live and to act upon is to love your neighbor as yourself. And first, to love the Lord God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. We know this and have heard this as the golden rule. Do unto others as you wish them to do unto you. Or return like for like. 
to give to others as we've been given, to share with others as have been shared with us, to express gratitude and love to others as has been done to us. This is the message. Now, this golden rule that we hear about is an ethical principle that's universal. It guides kind of the way we express to others what we expect from them, what we give to others, our desires, our dreams, the way we want to live our life, the way we want to live a fulfilled life. But Christian morality, Christian ethics and principles goes beyond this. It's not merely fairness we're looking for, but much more. This is what our Lord is teaching. Agape, selfless, sacrificial love. Not just show kindness to get kindness, to give, to receive. All these good principles for us to live by, but to sacrifice, to love even when we may not receive love back, to love our enemies, to love even though someone may hate us or what we do or who we are. This is a life lived in love, guided by divine love. Love for God and love for one another. Now in a few moments, just before we recite the creed, before we profess our faith, the deacon will say, let us love one another that with one mind we may confess. How are we going to confess what we believe if we don't love one another? Again, we can fulfill all the things of the law as the Pharisee did. He did it to a perfection. But did he love? Did he love the man that was there on his knees next to him? The, the, the publican, the sinner, the tax collector, the person who was despised, hated, all these things we've heard. Did he love him? Or did he love himself? Because he exalted himself. Isn't this the basis for us as Christians? And isn't it the basis for us as a Christian community, as a parish of Holy Trinity, to love one another, have love for God, and have love for one another? Now, it doesn't mean that we're going to see eye to eye on everything. We're going to agree on everything. The Lord knows that we don't. Not just in the world, but even here in this community. We're going to have disagreements. We're going to have differences of opinions. But if we act toward each other with this very same love that our Lord is speaking about today, we may be able to work together we may be able to accomplish what our Lord has called us to do, even if maybe we don't get our way, or even if someone may not be fair to us or agree with us. 
this is what our Lord is saying. How do I love my enemy? Or how do I love someone who disagrees with me? Or someone who doesn't see it my way? I mean, how is that possible? We need the love of Jesus Christ. We need to recognize and understand the divine love that we are created in and all that we've been given. Beginning with our life. We oftentimes translate that into material things. And I dare say that all of us, to various extents, are blessed with the ability to live our life at a very high standard compared to what the world may say. This is how we often translate what we've been given. But we first must acknowledge and be thankful and, and express gratitude for our life, for our ability to love, for the ability to breathe, to see, to hear, to walk, to share, to love. Without a basic understanding of this, taking the next step is so much more difficult to love those who may not love us. Because I, I think that we struggle sometimes with understanding how we love ourselves given that we are created in His image and in His likeness. And it is only in this first step that our hearts can be changed, our hearts can be opened to loving those who may not love us. Father John of Kronstadt, some of you may have heard of him. He wrote many books. He wrote one called The Life in Christ. And he says, every person that does any evil that gratifies any passion is sufficiently punished by the evil he has committed, by the passions he serves, but, but chiefly by the fact that he withdraws himself from God. It would therefore be insane and most inhuman to nourish anger against such a man. It would be the same as to draw, drown a sinking man or push into the fire a person who is already being devoured by the flame. To such a man as to one in, a, in danger of perishing, we must show double love and pray fervently to God for him, not judging him, not rejoicing at his misfortune. For my sake, says Jesus, but for their sakes too. Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you and pray for them who despitefully use you and persecute you. He's quoting from Matthew. So Father Conieris in one of his books in his sermon on this passage says, why must I love my enemy? Because first he says, first and foremost, above everything else, that person needs love. 
It's the only force capable, he says, of transforming that person, that enemy, into a friend. Third, he says, returning hate for hate only multiplies the hate. Don't we see that in this world? Even if those who think that it is not hate, but out of some sense of love for the other people or other group that disagrees, all it does is continue the cycle. Back and forth, back and forth. It continues the cycle. Love is the only thing that can break this cycle. Finally, Father Conier says, we love our enemies because Jesus said that if we do, our reward will be great and we will become children of the Most High. Right before the Lord was crucified, he said to his disciples, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another even as I have loved you. And of the course on the cross, as we see in the icon, the Lord says, forgive them for they know not what they do. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. How can we be more like God if we don't practice that every day, every opportunity that we have to love one another? To love one another, regardless of what they have done or said, regardless of whether we know them or not, to love one another. Don't wait until the situation is right or feels good or there's some emotional feeling. Do it now. Do good. When you find a way you can do something, do something right now for your enemies or for those who may not agree with you. Not so much to shame the person, but to show them something may that they may never have experienced before. Share with what you have. This is the essence of stewardship. We speak all the time about time, talents, and treasure as being a steward. But the essence of it is to share the very same love that you were created with, that you have been shown. To pass it forward, we hear a lot right now. Pass it, pass it forward. This is stewardship. When we understand this foundation, this, this basic principle, this foundation of being a Christian, all those other things, stewardship and the financial aspect of, of our ability to operate as a community will happen. There will be no need to talk about these things. Some of you know I've said that because we're talking about stewardship right now as we prepare for our stewardship campaign for 2024 in a couple of weeks. And you may have found a, a note in your bulletin and in the Ekphonesis, and you'll see that about the status of our parish. But all this will be taken care of if we understand this foundational principle of being a Christian, a follower of Christ, to love one another. 
We understand this and we live it. And all these other things will be taken care of. And most importantly, most importantly, we will fulfill. And if we say that we are followers of Christ, if we believe that we are doing what He's asked us to do, then loving one another is the first thing we should be doing in this world. To love one another as He, as He has first loved us. May the love of God in Jesus Christ be with all of us. May it strengthen us and guide us in all that we do and all that we say as we continue on in our journey to the kingdom. Amen.